The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And greetings, everyone. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. You are tuned to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to your inner divinity. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. Our focus today is on, well, what you just (laughs) said, Tom, awakening to our inner divinity. Awakening to our inner divinity. You know, we often speak about how important it is for each of us to realize that we have this innate divinity, this inner light. Our own I am presence in Christ's self. That's right. But these are much more than just wonderful spiritual concepts. This knowledge will truly set you free. Comprehending the reality of our own I am presence in Christ's self will free us forever from the confining limitations of our human existence. This knowledge is truly the key to finding our way home once and for all and forever. (laughs) Of course, you have to ask yourself if this is something you want. We're obviously passionate about opening our minds and hearts to the reality of our innate divine potential and freeing our souls to experience true immortality. But this is an experience we know not everyone may choose, and that's your right as a God-free being to choose and not be coerced into accepting anything you may not feel ready for or willing to embrace. And this recognition of everyone's free will choice, no judgment carries no judgment. Yeah. We will always, we're always free to choose where we want to focus our consciousness. And no one should ever take us, take us from the path we've chosen. Well, that's absolutely right. And having said that, we plead guilty to being passionate about the path of the ascended masters, personal Christhood, the ascension. For us, the reality of our innate divine potential is a focus that gives meaning to every aspect of our lives and livelihoods. And coming to understand the true nature of our beings doesn't make us less engaged in the world. In fact, it actually makes our interactions more dynamic and vibrant and meaningful. That's because awakening to our inner light makes us more present and more conscious of everything we say and do. (laughs) I'll say. And with this awakening... Of course, we find that there are some aspects of worldly consciousness that we happily and freely give up. Well, that's for sure. You know, with our divine being shining through, what need do we have for worry, limitation, fear, loneliness, and the like? (laughs) These may not vanish overnight. No. But when you accept your innate divine potential, the days of your worldly concerns are definitely numbered, Tom. You know, for all of us who have found the teachings of the Ascended Masters, there is a deep sense of gratitude for the tremendous opportunity we have been given to liberate our souls and find true freedom. And, as with many things in life, we each come to a came to a point, I should say, of decision, to a crossroads, where one road led 
so-called safety, and the other led to glory. You know, as we said a few moments ago about free will choices, there's nothing wrong with a safe and comfortable path. It's just not enough for us. So we have chosen to climb higher. And our climbing partners are unsurpassed for their knowledge of the upward path and for their unerring assistance along the way. Of course, once again, we're talking about the Ascended Masters and their priceless teachings. You know, at a certain point, we came to understand what these priceless teachings truly meant to ourselves and to our planet. And with this understanding, we knew in our hearts that the knowledge of the I Am Presence and Universal Christ had to be shared. And that's why we're here right now sharing these precious moments with you. Is your life complete now? Or is there sometimes pain, a feeling of separation and aloneness, discomfort, hopelessness? Well, you're not alone. But that by itself doesn't diminish what we're experiencing, what you're experiencing and feeling. The only sure way to really deal with life's challenges, trials, and tribulations is to subject them to the light. When you allow your inner light to shine, shadows disappear because the light you shine is literally the light of God. We believe it's imperative that you know you have this awesome innate potential and the choice to awaken to it fully. Because again, with this awakening comes understanding of a personal identity that is divine. And a spiritual adventure that is like no other. Yeah, do you feel it? I mean, do you feel that inner prompting to wake up to a higher reality, a higher consciousness? We're convinced that you wouldn't be here in this moment if you hadn't felt something tickling your inner awareness. <laughs> and we've said all along, realizing your inner divinity is your birthright. This is your divine inheritance from God. It is who you truly are and were always meant to be. Have you ever felt that you're on the edge of a deeper understanding of life, who you are and why you're here? It's usually not a loud shout or shock that tries to get your attention. It's more often a little tickle or a tug where you feel the pull of the mundane weakening as the magnetic attraction of your inner light grows stronger and more insistent. Shouts and shocks, tickles and tugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's different for each of us, but the end result is the same. We're waking up. Yeah, ever felt the blood flow returning to a hand or foot that's fallen asleep? You know, the pins and needles feeling? There's, that's a lot like what we're talking about here. A very important part of us has been asleep, and now it's waking up. And as the feeling returns to our spiritual limbs, we feel the pins and needles of awakening consciousness. You know, it actually feels pretty good. And, of course, it also leads to new sensations and new possibilities. Now that the inner light and feeling has returned to our spiritual feet that were once numb, we've got to figure out where they will carry us. Which, once again, brings us back to the foundational questions we have posed since the program began two years ago. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? As our awareness of our inner light and innate divine potential grows, our desire to expand our consciousness naturally grows as well. Our spiritual inner ear becomes more finely tuned to the vibrations and frequencies that our souls want to resonate with. You know, it's really one big grand ripple effect. Once set in motion, once we've cast the pebble of awareness onto the pond of our being, our spiritual growth is unstoppable. It's like adding some miracle plant food to our garden. <laughs> you see, the natural tendency of our souls is to seek oneness with our source and to grow ever closer to it. And that's why we're so passionate about this whole subject. We've all got this awesome inner garden that will feed us for infinity if we only know how to harvest its fruits. And the masters, the ascended masters, along with the angels and elemental life, are the master gardeners of the cosmos. They know what our gardens are capable of producing. We've just got to learn how to tune into their direction and advice. And yes, we are aware of how simple we make this sound. Because <laughs> in reality, 
we're talking about a proven spiritual formula for achieving the ultimate freedom from your hardships, density, and limitations of the human experience. Yeah, but like any important plan or process, it must be applied to be effective. Just knowing something doesn't automatically make it manifest. And this brings us back to what is perhaps the most important knowledge each of us can obtain. Your inner light is real. Yep. Your I am presence and personal Christ self are absolutely real and tangible and possible to know in all their glory right now. This is no fantasy or bizarre concept from the fringes of the spiritual spectrum. This is at the very heart of our spiritual reality. It's really where everything begins and ends because we are talking about your innate oneness with the source, divinity, God. Call it what you want. Yeah, and when you are one with something, you are that something. How could it be otherwise? When you awaken to the light within, you invite miracles into your life. When you become aware of the true dimensions of your own being, you realize how powerful you truly are. You know, how many times have you heard us say it? God's energy animates everything. So our every thought, word, and deed requires God's energy to be realized. In essence, we are co-creators with God. And when we become aware of this, we instinctively know that we must take a lot more care with our <laughs> creations because creation has consequences. As we sow, so shall we reap. <laughs> karma? Yeah, just so. <laughs> and we'll come back to cover the concept of karma in more detail another day. For the moment, as the Ascended Masters like to say, a word to the wise is sufficient. Our point here is that awakening to our inner light means awakening to our innate power to create which includes creating the experiences we want to have in our lives right now. Your inner light is very real and very close, and it is the key to unlocking the kind of life you really want. It is the key to real and lasting transformation. Your inner light is the truest and most essential part of you. An awakening to this reality will not only change you, it will literally change the world. So, what's it like to live fully in the light? After all, this is what we ask ourselves to do every day. And what we uh, and what we are suggesting to all of you listening to as well. Well, it's literally like turning the lights on in a dark room. More to the point, it's like turning the lights on in a library. <laughs> well, actually, that's a great analogy. Imagine you're in a library, and this library is filled with all the world's great knowledge. Only you can't read any of it because it's dark. A lot of us have been wandering around in a dark library for a long time looking and praying for illumination. We've got a strong sense of what we might gain from the knowledge found in our library, but it's pretty much useless without light, which is why so many of us have spent so much time looking <laughs> for the light switch. Yeah, you know, and, well, we think we found it, and it is our hope and prayer that this light will shine forth in the library of your consciousness. One of the greatest ways the inner light shines forth and is manifested in our lives is by following the path of personal Christhood. Well, and that's absolutely right. And when we return after a short break, we will hear an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the Ascended Master teachings regarding the path of personal Christhood. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. 
Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back, everyone. Thank you for staying with us. If you truly desire to be free, the first step is to awaken to the light within. Everything else follows from that. Here is Elizabeth Clare Prophet with more on the subject. The hour of Christhood in you is more important than any other event taking place on this planet. When the Christ is born in the waiting chalice of the heart, that is when the light of the great central sun descends to illumine a world. If this is more important than any other event on the planet, then we must take this calling very seriously to realize that never can we do more than we can do for this world than on that day and date when we decide to walk in the footprints of our Lord and Savior and to internalize the word that he fed to us morsel by morsel, drop by drop of his precious blood. Jesus said, I have come to bring to you the word of our Father, and it is this. The hour has come for you to understand that nothing less than becoming the Christ will suffice as fulfillment or requirement of the law. This is the day that the path of thy Christhood must begin in earnest. You may have a number of goals in your life today and one central goal that is all-consuming. I urge you to pray as to how you can make all of your goals converge at the point of the path of Christhood, that becoming the Christ for you may be a householder, may be having a family and children, having being teachers or professionals or doing all kinds of things that are necessary to the fulfillment of positive momentums of karma and necessary to the balancing of negative karma. All these things can converge. You don't have to let go of anything except it comes under the headings of such things as incorrect livelihood and those points of the Eightfold Path of the Buddha. Whatever is lawful in the purity of the Christ and the Holy Christ Self 
whatever is lawful for the Buddhic manifestation within you, which is love and joy and the givingness of self, whatever that is, that can become a part of your Christhood, and whatever else you are doing or you are that is not a part of your Christhood, let go of it. Just drop it. Just let it drop. Drop it right here in the heart of the inner retreat at the altar of God. You don't need to have a part of yourself in the astral plane to be happy. You may think you do because you've become dependent upon the vibrations of the astral plane and people who are a part of the astral plane or the weight of your own karma and your own emotional body. But if you really desire to be free, you need to know that what is real sacrifice is when you keep all that garbage and all that baggage. That's a sacrifice because you are sacrificing your Christhood to that mess of pottage that will mean nothing to you as far as the ongoing journey of eternal life is concerned. It is no sacrifice to be the Christ. It is the greatest joy and the greatest gift of God to us. We are so humble before that opportunity to walk and talk with our Savior. That is the joy of divine love. When people tell me that I am making so many sacrifices, I tell them that is ridiculous. The whole world is making the sacrifice of foregoing the marvelous union of being caught up as the bride of Jesus Christ with the divine spouse. This is the glory of God. So let us recognize that when we talk about a path of surrender and sacrifice and selflessness and service, it is not a path of self-denial. It is a path of the affirmation of true being and the letting go of all that is unreal about ourselves. This is such an important and intense elixir that I give to you in this moment to forever let go of those things that you keep looking back to and keep looking back to and can't let go of when all of the things that are really important in life are yours in abundance, in joy, in happiness, in glory. There is no path of the sorrowful way. There is no path of burden. Don't be burdened about persecution. It happens to come with a whole package. So what? Have compassion for those who in their ignorance know not what they do, and when you know of such ones, send powerful love from your heart. Either the love ray and the ray of the ruby ray works, or it doesn't work, and we know that it works. Let it consume the hate and hate creation, the misunderstanding. Let it consume it. But the point is, when you learn of these things, don't be jarred from the centeredness of your being in your Christhood. Don't be moved. Don't be upset. Don't get into vortices of fear. Oh, my God, what is happening next? What is going to happen to us now? Don't let the devils shock you. Don't let them amaze you. Don't let them unhorse you. Don't let them get you confused and feeling bad and depressed about yourself. Just know that where that light is raised up, darkness will come in, and it comes for transmutation. And so you have to stop what you're doing and for five minutes give tremendous fiats unto the Lord and then go on with what you're doing. Don't be moved. Every problem in your life can and will be solved as long as you don't get out of alignment with a living Christ.
You must never allow yourself to get away from the centeredness of God's being. And there's a little mantra that you can give to remind yourself to stay centered. It is a mantra that reminds you that as long as you have ever been, as long as you have ever served God and loved God, he has never, ever let you down. He has never forsaken you. He has never abandoned you. And you have come through what you have had to come through. And the mantra is, and it's from scripture, it says very simply, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Which means he's helped us up to now. He's going to help us from now on and permanently into the future until we are ascended in the light and free. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. 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 Now there is an exchange for having the limitless light, power, and consciousness and help of the Lord. And it is remaining centered in that Christ presence, performing the necessary rituals of prayers and decrees and meditations, taking care of your body and your four lower bodies, and not sinning against your neighbor by condemnation, not breaking the commandments, loving the Lord thy God with all thy mind and soul and heart, and thy neighbor as thyself. All of these precepts that are basic to all of the world's religions, you must live by them, demonstrate them, and be an example of them. In other words, you must be the Lord's servant. Now, it is not a question that the Lord says, I won't help that person because he's not my servant. The Lord doesn't say that. But the one who isn't the servant and is not following a path of discipleship has put himself so far out of alignment with the shafts of fire that descend to rescue us that he has placed himself outside of the pale of being rescued. Archangel Gabriel says that the person who will claim his Christhood and call forth the Father and the Son to take up their abode in his temple may displace the darkness of 10,000 times 10,000 individuals. If you have any doubt in your mind left as to what is the greatest calling in life that you could have, I trust that you do not have it any longer, that you understand just what is the power of Jesus Christ and what he is offering to you in the transmission to you of his momentum of his Christhood as you are willing to walk in the footsteps of the path that he has outlined for us. Of course it is so. The definition of the Christ is the incarnation of the word, the word that was with Brahman in the beginning. And that word can be ignited in you, can be increased. The point of Christhood can start with a point of light in the heart, and then it can increase and increase and increase day by day by good works, by love, by prayer, by teaching, by giving of oneself until one has given the whole cup of one's life each day. Speak as Christ would speak, and Christ will speak through you. Think as Christ would think, and Christ will think through you, and the mind of God will become congruent with the physical vessel. 
Practice sweet thoughts, sweet feelings, sweet words, and soon they will come naturally. Demonstrate them to your children, to one another, and others will speak as you speak. Ah, well, that's we have to break it up for this moment, but um, good advice. Do not be moved and imitate the Christ. Simple and simply beautiful advice. Up next, our weekly Q&A, and today, once again, we are joined by Reverend Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better. No matter where you are or who you're with, the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we are back. And um, joining us is our special and always welcome friend and contributor, Sidney Bennett. Gentlemen, good to be here. Hi, Sid. Hi, Sid. Now, uh, you know, before we get into today's Q&A, I think there's something that we'd like to share uh, because it's become clear that we need to say a little bit more about who we are as an organization and why this might matter to you. Now, first of all, you hear us say at the top of each program that at the Summit Lighthouse, we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and that we invite you to awaken to your own innate divine potential. And while that's not only a great start to any spiritual journey and also a most essential step to springboard spiritual growth, here's what else you need to know about us. We are passionate about helping the world awaken to the light within. And we need that support each and every, and we need the support of each and every light bearer on the planet to make this worldwide awakening a reality. It is our passion and our mission. Those from both Eastern and Western spiritual traditions recognize the idea of an inner divinity. According to John 10.34, for example, Jesus says, Know ye not that ye are gods? (laughs) The Summit Lighthouse is a global movement comprised of people waking up to their inner divinity. Want a religious experience? 
We've got that with Church Universal and Triumphant, complete with beautiful rituals, sacraments, and special observances. Looking for a more secular, non-church experience? We've got that, too. Our Keepers of the Flame fraternity is is perfect for spiritual seekers who want a personal path to follow. And there's Summit University offering classes on-site and online for spiritual seekers of all kinds from all paths and and disciplines. You know, perhaps you're sensing the pull of a higher reality. And if so, we know that what, what that feels like, because we have felt it too. Your soul wants to be free. And feeling the light grow within is a joyful, fulfilling adventure. We're here if you want to learn more about how, ex- how to experience this inner light. As we say, we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. These practical teachings are universal, bridging diverse spiritual beliefs, systems, and movements. They can be applied in our daily lives, including how to use spoken prayer to harness the highest spiritual energies, such as the violet flame for both personal and planetary change. And we know that one of the most essential keys to making real progress on any spiritual path is fellowship. The Summit Lighthouse is a vibrant community of like-minded people, all seeking to expand their inner light and who are growing daily in awareness of their higher selves. This fellowship can be especially comforting when we are confronted by life's challenging tests and trials and could use a little encouragement and support. There's another aspect to inner light awakening, and it is this. When you begin to expand your inner light, your consciousness will be ignited with new thoughts and insights. What can you do with them? (laughs) Share them with your community. The Summit Lighthouse strives to sustain an environment where you may safely share and explore what you're learning. For example, you can join the conversation on our social media (laughs) channels. The links are easy to find on our website, www.tsl.org. Yeah, and finally, when you understand who you are and realize the full magnitude of your inner being, you will naturally want to share it with others, and the circle will be complete as our passion becomes your passion. Thank you for that little interlude here. We needed to kind of clear that up, I think. Now, um, it is our belief that the first and most important step anyone can take on the spiritual journey is awakening to the light within. I think we can safely agree on that, yes? We can. You know, the old uh, phrase from the mystery schools, man, know thyself. That was the first part of it. But the second part of it was, man, know thyself as God. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is our <laughs> destiny. And, I, it, you know, if you went around spotting the street corner, they say, first of all, it's blasphemy, and secondly, you're crazy. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's, it's understanding our destiny. It's not necessarily where we are right now, although we have this inner light within we have to tap that light, and we have to bring that light of our Christhood to displace those human momentums of patterns that we have created through many, many lifetimes that are no longer serving us and are a block to our inner divinity. So knowing who we are is the first step. You know, we see through a glass darkly, as Paul tells us, and by the use of the violet flame and other tools the masters have given us, we see a greater light, not only within, but without as well. Yeah. You know, earlier we used the analogy of a darkened library to make the point that while we may be aware that we have this vast uh, body of knowledge available within us, we need light to read it. <laughs> Maybe a bit oversimplified, but do you think this analogy holds up? Well, well, obviously it holds up, and especially if you're in a darkened room, you, you just grope around, you can't find a thing. But even once the light is turned on in this vast library of abundance and knowledge, you need a librarian, so to speak. <laughs> you need someone to help you. Where do I start? This is overwhelming. Yeah. Where do I begin? I want everything. But you have to start somewhere. And that's the beauty of following the teachings of the masters. They understand where we are in consciousness. And whether you're an advanced soul, just one step from your ascension, or just beginning on the path, 
they understand that and they know what you need. Mm-hmm. And we have a systematic order of way of studying the teachings of Sunday Masters that is progressive and will build on that knowledge. But you know, if we could have made this on our own, if we could have made this on our own, we would have done it a long time a ago. A long time yeah. ago. And the yeah. fact that we're all still here is pretty good proof that we need some help. Well, and this may be coming at this from a rather oblique angle, but continuing with our um, library analogy, one of the areas where danger can lurk on the spiritual path is trying to figure out which reading light we should use. In other words, how do we discern which reading light is best among all those that are offered to us as we explore our vast spiritual library? You know, that's something that every soul of light faces on their path of spiritual growth. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One is, yes, there's great tooth out there, but there's also great darkness. Mm-hmm. And the serpent will come in many guises and forms to try and lure you away from the truth. Look for purity, you know, not just good intentions. And there are people out there that do have good intentions, that want to help, and yet they don't have the purity to take you to the highest path. And that's why the teachings of the Ascended Masters uh, are ones that I think we all recognize immediately. You know, when I found the teachings, I didn't understand what was going on. I mean, that's I think we all feel that a little bit, you know. <laughs> you know. But I recognized a vibration. I recognized there was something there, mm-hmm. and inside of me I said, there's something here that rings true. There's a purity here. There's an essence here. And though I don't understand it, I want to know more. And so I stayed with it because of that inner confirmation. And ask God, ask Jesus, ask your Holy Christ self, is this for me? Is this my path? Is this is where I need to go? And make sure you hear God's voice and not someone else's when you're <laughs> making that decision. But, you know, this is a path that you take one step at a time. You don't have to embrace the entire teachings in one day. You don't have to believe everything the masters teach. Take one step at a time, but begin somewhere and feel that purity and that light, and that will encourage you and take you to the next step. That's great advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another analogy we used earlier was uh, equating the sensations we experience when a, a limb that's fallen asleep starts to regain feeling, you know, the pins and needles that everyone is familiar with. Likening this to the spiritual pins and needles we feel <laughs> when we first awaken to our inner light. Long asleep, but finally awakening. Now, how does this analogy hold up? <laughs> yeah. Well, it holds up pretty well, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're all good analogies. And I think yeah. the point is, you know, we've been carrying around the weight of our personal karma, of our misqualified entity in our chakras for a long time. It doesn't mean we're bad people. It just means that we haven't understood the true use of energy. Mm-hmm. But what happens is this weight that we carry does blur our vision. And it, it dulls us, is, is I think is an appropriate term yeah. to use. When you start exploring the light and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, for instance, when you start using the violet flame, it's, it's almost instantaneous, the change in your aura. And, you know, the easy stuff goes pretty <laughs> yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah. And you will feel differently. And so when you start to see more clearly, then you're ready for that next step and that next understanding, that next knowledge is progressive. And, I, you know, I want to make sure that people understand, <laughs> you know, the climb up the mountain is not a straight path. No, no. Everybody has the valleys of karma and challenges. And maybe we'll, I think we're going to talk a little bit later about the dark night of the soul. We will. But you've got to start someplace. And, and when you do, you know, there is no more exciting journey on this planet. I think one of the things that makes it so exciting, it's not easy, but it's exciting, is you feel in your soul, at last I've found what I've been looking for. And even though it may not be easy, mm-hmm. I don't think we want it to be easy. We want to take accountability for our past, for our mm-hmm. karma, for everything we've done. And we want to climb that mountain with God's help. So if you're looking for meaning in your life, there is no greater meaning than the path of your personal Christhood and your innate divinity. But you got to start. you got to start. And I know, too, I'm reminded that, you know, using this analogy, 
that the longer the limb is asleep sometimes, the more painful those pins and needles can be at the outset. You know, <laughs> we should probably point out that this is not a, all a bed of roses. Yeah, this is not, you know, the, the, the cottage with the white picket fence around. <laughs> this is the reality of who we are at inner beings and the reality of what, through our mistakes and misunderstandings, we've created in a world that has to be dealt with. It's our accountability. Yeah. And when, you, you know, we're willing to do that. We are willing to take accountability, responsibility for where we've been because we know, as Mrs. Prophet pointed out, God is never going to forsake us. And especially when we start our own path and our own growth, know that the angels and the masters will be there. And we have to do our part, and I can assure you they will do theirs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. Well, um, let's complete our examination of today's analogy trifecta. <laughs> um, we likened our awakening to the light within with tuning our inner ear to the vibrations and frequencies of higher consciousness. Now, this is something we should probably be doing on a regular basis, isn't it? I mean, staying tuned. And I mean, awakening to the light within is the first step, holding on to the light, staying tuned to it. That is the ascended master path, yes? Well, again, it's a path. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. And it's the knowledge itself is wonderful. And aren't we thrilled to know that God is within us? We're not worthless sinners that, you know, evolved <laughs> from some pond scum, you know, that we're the creation of God. And that is a tremendous revelation. And as we have that, we understand that we must, there are certain things we must do to build upon that to purify our consciousness, to balance our karma, and they come down to spiritual practices. I mean, any great adept throughout the ages, whether it's in Buddhism, Hinduism, or Christianity, they have followed spiritual practices. Mm -hmm. Prayer, uh, watching your diet, obviously controlling your emotions, so forth, dealing with your psychology. And, of course, the Sentinel Masters bring us the science of the spoken word, decrees the violet flame, which can tremendously accelerate your progress on the path and protect the light that you're calling forth. Because you need to do that. Because, as Mrs. Prophet mentioned, the light does attract the darkness. We aren't afraid of it, but we have to understand the equation of it. That's a great point, to be protected and to kind of shield ourselves from whatever comes to us day by day. Because we are tested every day. We are told that we have karma coming every day. We do. And yeah. and, and so we need Archangel Michael, and this is a something we pray for every day, for his protection for ourselves and our families, our nation, and the planet. And then we need to buy the flame to deal with our ongoing karma. Yeah. It comes, you know, as a little package on our doorstep every morning. <laughs> every morning. Yeah. Will awakening to the light within turn our lives upside down? <laughs> upside down or upside up? I'm not or sure which. Yeah, yeah. Right there side you go. Up. You know, right it brings changes. But of course we want those. And we understand that if we're going to get home, the path of the ascension requires certain disciplines and certain observances. Mrs. Prophet said, we don't have to give up our world. We're not going into a cave. But we have to practice the Ten Commandments. We have to follow the teachings of the Buddha and write livelihood. We have to live in honor. And as we do this, um, we will naturally um, change things in our lives. Things that we might have done before, we just lose interest in. And right. they may not have even been bad things, mm-hmm. but we don't want them anymore. They fall away. And, yeah. and if there are things in our world we know aren't right, then let's get rid of those. And God will help you get rid of them. God doesn't condemn you, but if you ask for help, for instance, if you... You know, if you smoke and you want to quit, you know, has, there are, there are prayers and decrees you can give to help you free you from that bondage. So there are ways out of whatever dilemma you're in. And remember, God does not condemn you and he wants to help you, but you've got to start and you've got to do your part. Yeah. Well, you know, on that same, um, theme, I think that one of the outcomes we all experience sooner or later as we become more fully aware of our innate divine potential is that we realize we cannot serve two masters. In other words, the light within is likely to make the differences between the mundane material world and the spiritual world very apparent. How do we deal with this if we have families, homes, jobs, and so forth? 
Yeah, you know, we're afraid about becoming too spiritual, you yeah. know. Yeah. And, of course, um, we we change our vibration and the way we live. It's not necessarily an outer thing, but we change who we are. It's honoring God within us. And we don't do certain things that don't honor the God within us. We know they don't feel right. And so we're not we're, we're not judging other people by the change in the way we live or our actions and so forth, but we do become an example. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, of course, we have families. Of course, we have jobs and responsibilities, and God expects us to honor those. And so it's it's a step-by-step process. Yeah. But people will change. And, and you know, a lot of people around us don't want us to change. <laughs> they want us to stay the way we are. Dependable. And so they'll react to that mm-hmm. because they don't want to change. They don't want us to change. And so there's going to be some times when you're going to have to choose, you know. It's not a judgment of people, but, you know, the service to the light is my calling. And this is the way I choose to live. I love you. I want to keep you in the circle of my friendship and my whatever it is. But this is where I'm going. Come with me. Um, it would be yeah. wonderful. But there are times when you have to leave others behind. Yeah. It's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. You know, we are often admonished by the Ascended Masters to respect the spiritual choices and allegiances of others, to respect their free will. So, <laughs> is there any karmic consequence to sharing the awakening uh, we're speaking of? I mean, is it okay to promote this path, or are we only making trouble for ourselves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, none of us would be here today if someone hadn't told us about the teachings of the Ascended Masters. And I think it comes down to discernment. I mean, I wouldn't go into a fundamentalist church and try and convert everybody. <laughs> I don't think that's wise, but we pray, God, show us the people we are to share with. And it's not necessarily the people who we think should they be should share with. Yeah. And yeah. so that becomes discernment. So there comes a time when you must share who you are and what you believe, and there are times when you choose to remain silent. And knowing which is which is always a challenge. But remember, you know, even if people see a, 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 you know, a chart of the presence and they do nothing else in their lifetimes, that will be a benefit to them when they make the transition because they will have seen reality. Hmm. So even though people don't follow this path or aren't converted to it, it doesn't mean they don't benefit from hearing about it. Well, you remember a show not that long ago where you, you mentioned how many times have we been burned at the stake, <laughs> you know, in our past lives. <laughs> well, anyway, on, on That's that. a happy thought to end it's this happy, segment. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah, let's take a break now. <laughs> well, we will actually take a break here because uh, it's time. But when we return, we'll continue our discussion of awakening to the light within and its consequences with Sidney <laughs> Bennett. Don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home. And their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path 
with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We are back for our final segment, and we're back for more discussion with Sidney Bennett on spiritual awakening and the great life within each of us. Now, before the last break, we were talking about making choices um, like right livelihood. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you'd like to add before we move on? Yeah, I think this is an important concept, and it's one of the Buddhic teachings, that what we do to make our living matters. Mm -hmm. And you can think of it this way. Uh, Whatever you do in the world is what is the benefit, what is the benefit or what is the result of it? Now, uh, let's say, for example, uh, you're a liquor salesman. (laughs) <laughs> like my father was. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, you go around and, you know, you're an honest person, you work hard and so forth, and you sell liquor to bars and so forth. Okay. When you think of the impact of alcohol on people's lives and the number of people that become alcoholics or are killed in car accidents and so forth, you can see that somehow you're linked in that chain. And again, not that you're a bad person, but you're engaged in something that has ultimately a very negative effect on society and on individuals. So you have to ask yourself, do I want to be there? Because there is a karma associated mm-hmm. with that. And so many times people, when they gain the teachings and understanding of the Ascended Master of the Path, will choose different livelihoods, and that causes upset and, and so forth and disruption, etc. But again, it's, it's enlightened self-interest to understand that whatever you do makes karma. And so um, if you're in something that perhaps you know isn't right, maybe you should pray and ask God to show you what is the thing you need to do, and also if you have made a karma there, how you need to balance it. So what is the effect on people? Don't look at the societal norms on these things. Look at the spiritual norms. And we really know what is good and what is, you know, what does cause harm. I mean, you know, we've got people that, um, you know, work in the gaming industry and, you know, they may make up beds in a motel. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not bad people, okay? And they're mm-hmm. trying to make a living to feed their families. So that's understandable. But there comes a point, for instance, if you're a blackjack dealer, you may not want to do that anymore. <laughs> um, because obviously there's a karma associated with that. And look what gambling does to people. I know I lived in Nevada yeah. for a few years. I saw its effect. So look at what you're doing. And if it's not right or doesn't feel right, ask God to show you where you should be. Yeah, that's great advice. In the excerpt uh, that we heard from the lecture by Elizabeth Clara Prophet on the path of personal Christhood, she suggested that we should try to make all of our goals, whatever they are, converge at the point of the path of Christhood. Now, that seems like a, a tall order. So <laughs> how do we do that? Well, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And I think it's um, people say, well, I've got responsibilities. I've got family. I've got job. I've got debt from school, you know. And, I, you know, we've heard the story of people that said, okay, I'm going to go out and make my way in the world. And then when I get old, after mm-hmm. I make money, I'm going to pursue the spiritual path. Right. right. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it, it never happens yeah. usually. You don't have to give up your responsibilities in the world, your desire to be successful in a career to, to seek God first. It's a matter of priority. And as we position ourselves spiritually, 
then God will actually help us with the other things that we're trying to fulfill in our lives. So we don't have to give up everything in order to be spiritual. In fact, you gain everything when you come spiritual. And so if you walk that twofold path, I can assure you, when you reach the end of your life, you will not regret one moment that you spent in your spiritual pursuits. I mean, nobody dies thinking, I wish I spent more time at work. Um, and that doesn't mean that just, just, just the work that you're doing, you may have a cause, excuse me, a calling in the world to do something to help people, which is wonderful. But always put God first, and that will illumine your path and your service. Mm. Well, you know, I think we should maybe stay in this vein um, a little bit longer, because I know I can attest to this myself, that when I first began to understand the choice I had before me, you know, to choose the path of Christhood, it felt like a great sacrifice. And all I could think of was what I would have to give up. You know, then it hit me that I'd, uh, I'd already been making that choice on the other side of the equation, you know, that by choosing the mundane, the materialistic, whatever, that I was giving up the experience of Christhood. So I think we all have to make this flip, don't we, you know, I think? It, it, it's too high a price to pay. To understand that we have a divine potential, that God is within us, and to let that go because of some worldly pursuits is the worst deal in the history of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, we've done that, but it's been more out of ignorance and out of the lie we have been fed about who we are, who we are not. And so once we have this knowledge, it doesn't mean we go quit our jobs and move into you know a cave someplace. It means we change the way we think. And what we thought of at one time as sacrifice becomes discarding weights that have held us back. We don't even want them anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always been a big sports fan, and I'm still a sports fan, mm-hmm. but it's not number one in my life, you know. Right, yeah. So so I'm ready to leave that at a moment's notice. Um, so you want to have balance. You want to have maturity in terms of the, uh, of what you're, what you're looking at. But as Mrs. Prophet said, this spiritual path is no sacrifice. It's a sacrifice not to pursue the right. spiritual path. That, yeah, that and don't sweet. let condemnation get on you that says you're not worthy for the spiritual class path. You are worthy. God within you is worthy. And no matter what your karma, and believe me, we've done it all in every lifetime, mm-hmm. whatever your karma, God wants you to turn and start the path backward today. And you can do it with joy, with your head held high, and with the understanding, yes, God, I have made mistakes. I have sinned, but I am not a sinner at heart. I'm going to take accountability for my karma. I'm going to use the violet flame. I'm going to do my good works because God, I am coming home. Lord, I am worthy. Make me worthier still. Indeed. Yeah. Well, you know, we are all tested to show that we are worthy and ready to hold more light. Will God really allow the fallen ones, or the devils, if you will, (laughs) to be the ones to test us? Well, look at Jesus in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Wasn't he tempted by the devil himself? God will ever either bring things to us in terms of tests, or he will allow us to be tested by our circumstances in the world. Look at Job. I mean, expect to be tested. It's part of the equation. God will not give you a test that is more than you can handle. Mm -hmm. Know that you can pass a test. It doesn't mean you shouldn't prepare. Because as you prepare, it makes it easier to pass a test, whether it's in a spiritual or a worldly Mm -hmm. sense, as simple as that. So again, we come back to that theme of recognizing our innate divinity and also understanding that we must work and we must pursue that. We must study to show ourselves approved. So when those big tests come, they're not a shock to our system when we fail them we can pass those tests. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yeah, well and, yeah, and in order to do that, I mean, I, th- I think we, we would agree that we have to stay within the centeredness of our, you know, our being in God. How do we do that? Well, we do. And again, that goes back to spiritual practices. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Job had spiritual practices, <laughs> but his friends were quick to remind him that, you know, yeah. of his Look shortcomings. You know, yeah. you must be a bad person, all these things happen. <laughs> 
So understand who you are and understand we have karma and challenges and tests. And, you know, sometimes the tests we get are not even our own. They may be the worldly tests, so to speak, of world karma, that we have to bear a certain burden or do certain things. But we always come back to the word and the understanding and the teachings of who we are. And believe me, there is illumination in the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Whatever you want to know about yourself or the world or your tests, it's there if we seek it out and we'll study it. It's an, it's a vast amount of knowledge, and the answers are there because you'll need those answers when you face the challenges of the path and challenges of life. As as we make progress uh, in this regard, should we expect to have more of the world karma? Well, uh, added on. You know, that's a choice. I think. Um, you know, when I've got enough karma myself. You're telling I me I got to take on world karma. Really, please. <laughs> but but I think let, think of it this way. You know, how many of us have looked at the TV screen and the events and say, "Oh God, I feel so helpless." What can I do? I'm one person. How can I, this, how can I impact what's going on in the world? Well, when you understand the science of the spoken word, the use of decrees, it's an extremely powerful technique and science that not only can help you with your personal karma, but can make a difference for millions of people. And it's not your human self that's doing that. It's God within you and the angels you invoke to send forth. So actually, when you balance your own karma, you also are balancing world karma. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be either or. And so what an opportunity to serve. We can only do so much in our physical sense in helping people, which is important, obviously. But when we invoke the spiritual light, as uh, Archangel Gabriel was quoted by Mrs. Prophet, we can affect 10,000 times 10,000 individuals. That's 100 million people. (laughs) Now, we can't do that in our human sense. We never could. But God within us and through the light we invoke will change this planet. It's a high and holy calling, and we can do this at the same time we are pursuing our own spiritual path and our own ascension. This is the miracle of the violet flame and of the science of the spoken word. Both can be accomplished simultaneously. Boy, and if you don't think you matter, think again. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sid, you mentioned this earlier, but talk to us about the dark night of the soul. You know, St. John of the Cross, a great spiritual uh, adept of the, from the Catholic Church, talked about times in our lives. He talked of the dark night of the spirit, the dark night of the soul. When after we've been on the spiritual path for a certain time, it seems like the light of the sun, of our I am presence of God, is blotted out. And we feel may feel alone, may feel lost, may feel great trials and tribulations. This happens to every one of the saints. It's not something to be feared, but it's something to understood because de- excuse me, God must see how much of the light we have assimilated versus how much we get from the outside because that's all that matters. What is the light in our hearts? Mm-hmm. Because that's what's needed to sustain us. And so these tests will come. And so we study the life of the saints, Padre Pio, the other saints, the East and West, and see that they go through these cycles, Mother Teresa. But they're not to be feared, but they are to be understood. Mm-hmm. And they take striving, but this is part of the equation. We are going for the highest goal in the universe, our personal ascension. And it is not without striving. It is a gift and a grace to pursue it and to get it. But we have to get there through the balancing of our karma and demonstrating a mastery that we will gain and grow in as we follow the teachings of the ascended masters. Mastery. It is yours to have if you'll work at it and strive, and you'll fall down more than once. But if you get up every time, you are going to get to that point. And it is the portal to bliss mm-hmm. in these challenges. Sid, is, is there a difference between the dark night of the soul and the dark night of the spirit? Well, I've heard both terms. Yeah, I think there is a difference. And um, 
you know, I don't know that we need to go in that. There are different nuances. And, you know, these are not, a lot of times they're not one-time initiations. They come and go in our lives. And that's why we need a routine, why we need a daily devotional schedule, because you're going to need that momentum when you go through these difficult times. Okay. You know, and it is the straight and narrow way. You know, and it's, it's, we're climbing a mountain. So you need those momentums on a daily basis because it's not always going to be a sunny day, as we know, in spite of of the violet flame and everything else, because of simply the world's needs. So build a momentum of daily spiritual practice. Start with five minutes. Start with two minutes, whatever it is, of, of invoking the presence of Archangel Michael, of calling forth the violet flame, whatever it is, and build on that. Yeah, okay. now this may be a, a, a redundant question to some extent, but maybe we can wrap up today's discussion with this, and that is that in Mrs. Prophet's lecture, she calls the path of personal Christhood life's greatest calling. And isn't this exactly what all the masters have done? There becomes a point in our many lifetimes when we say, I've had enough of this human experience. I've had enough of doing the same thing over and over again. I've had enough of falling down, making these mistakes, making karma for myself, and getting nowhere. I am going to choose this day to take my stand for my personal Christhood. I know it will be challenging, it will be difficult, but I want what I do daily to matter, not just to go around and around in the same circle of karma and human existence. This is what the Ascended Masters did at some point in their spiritual path. They're like each one of us. And if we are willing to take that stand today and to begin that step, we will become Ascended Masters and fulfill all that God has for us. Oh, amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, another hour has just vanished. It's amazing how it goes. Um, Thank you, Sid, as always, for your clarity and your wisdom and just what you share with us every week. I truly, deeply appreciate it. And we want to thank all of you for joining us today, too. We hope you find the subjects we share illuminating and helpful as you pursue your spiritual path. And we always welcome your comments, questions, and concerns. Simply send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. And please be sure to join us again. Yeah, please do. And remember that though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out Out of of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.